0: My name is Hartley Wright, and you're listening to Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs. Hi, listener. This is Hartley. Hey, as 2023 came to a close, we took a couple of weeks off to enjoy the holidays and I took a little trip. We just thought it would be a couple of weeks before we were back in the studio, which meant only a couple of weeks of intermission until we picked up our episodes again. But as it turned out, a little bit of life happened also that delayed it even more. And so this episode was recorded in January and Kevin and I kind of catch up a little bit, but we still give you the content and the segments that you look forward to. Some of this material may be a little dated, but you should enjoy it. We hope it's not too toward for you and we just invite you to listen to the conversation and this is part one i'm glad you're here and i hope you enjoy it if you enjoy listening to faith finances and f-bombs help us out and tell someone about it or better yet post a review or a comment you can find us on social media searching faith finances and f-bombs and tweet us at faith money bomb kevin and i are both on facebook and you can leave a comment via email f dot at HartleyWright.com. We hope you'll spread the word and thanks. Now, let's get on with this episode. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright. A certified spiritual director and Kevin Bartolacci, Director of Research and Education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another and hopefully you too. Well, it is twenty twenty four. It has been for a few weeks, but since this is our first podcast of twenty twenty four, I thought I'd just mention Yeah. It's twenty twenty four. It's thirtieth anniversary of the OJ Simpson trial or you know him the the murder of Nicole Brown yep. Simpson yeah <clears throat> hopefully i said that in a way where people don't think i'm saying that OJ Simpson killed Nicole Brown Simpson but let's just but, well, maybe I should just leave that alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably just leave yeah. it to the courts. They already decided that.
0: If you are a long-term listener, you will know that uh, I cannot wait for the summer to roll around and my hometown will have the 30th anniversary of the Ozark Music Festival. So shout out for that.
1: Yeah, are we going to try to do a live remote for uh, there? I don't
0: know. It's probably not in our budget. Well, I'm sure it's not. I recently watched a Movies That Made Us episode where they talked about everything they went through to make Forrest Gump. And while I was watching that, it occurred to me that this is the 30th year. They're, they'll probably re-release. Wouldn't you imagine? Re-release Forrest Gump, I would, 30th anniversary. I mean, they did a 20th anniversary of
1: Caddyshack, so. And, and, sure and, that, that,
0: that, of and, and in terms of comparison, quality comparison, and the effect <laughs> the movie had on people— There's really no comparison between Caddyshack, the 30th anniversary, and and Forrest Gump.
1: Forrest Gump would be worthy of a re-release.
0: I I do not know if they had, uh, if they did anything on the 20th anniversary of Forrest Gump. We have a handful of listeners that do keep up with us because they subscribe. We are glad to be here for you because you've been waiting several weeks, and we're going to try to see that we uh, return to a cadence and regain your trust because I know that can get frustrating. When you depend on us to have an episode every week and we haven't for a while, uh, it can really break your trust. So thank you for trusting us and we'll try to regain that. And I would like to set a goal of having, we'll see if we can do this, me being a seven in the Enneagram space, (laughs) shout out to Enneagram U, the wonderful podcast, my wife and Damon Fontanelle host Enneagram U. In my space on the Enneagram is a seven. I'm not one who sets goals. So that's why I think I said how I said it, that we're going to try, I'm going to do my best. Uh, But we're not going to have this as any hard, fast goal, but I would like to get, see if we could get uh, 40 episodes recorded this year. That shouldn't be too hard to hear first. And I would like to triple our listener base.
1: And what about our analytics? You keep... And We had this running joke about four listeners, but we, what do we really have? Do you know? Well,
0: yeah, we have five. You know, it's so hard with analytics because there are people who tune in. They may have come across us on a search string or they're looking for something else. They listen for a minute or two and then they're gone. The analytics that track who listens from beginning to end and how they listen and where they listen and all of those fun things that people who are listening right now really probably don't care about, those are tracked. And I think we probably have a good handful of eight, nine, ten maybe in there.
1: The week consider loyal and air quotes listeners
0: loyal i would consider for here's what i can tell you we do not have so many listeners that they actually respond to the calls of action that we have for for instance i had for you on our last episode we had a call for people to put in their bids Mm -hmm. for how many record closes on the s&p 500 record closes and we hadn't we we didn't have any responses
1: i didn't have any from my you didn't
0: have it there either
1: not a single response. Well, maybe maybe people just don't care. We are nine minutes away from the close today, and I am willing to predict, with nine minutes left in the trading day, that today will be the first record close on the S&P 500 of 2024. So if you want in on the contest, you know, I'm, I'm all about...
0: Hi, listeners, okay. it's Hartley. I'm cutting in and rudely interrupting as you hear our conversation fade out in the background to let you know that you can catch the entirety of this conversation in our bonus episode called Join the Contest. You can catch the entire conversation of that and the opportunities available for you to join in and have some fun and we hope you will we invite you to do that and now it's time for my voice to fade
1: out and allow you I to want hear the conversation what it looked like but use your imagination getting better i'm not 100 but i am as close as i have been since before christmas i haven't spit anything out of my chest for two days yeah i hope you guys aren't eating right now well enough of that as yeah. courtney says no one cares how you feel
0: How are you doing? I know you came through the holidays, first Christmas holiday without your mom. I know your dad had a birthday earlier this month. Yeah. Oh, he's also the sixth. January's tough for me. Sorry, we'll we'll come back to you in a second. But, you know,
1: (laughs) jumping back (laughs) to you, is it because of your seven on the internet? No, 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 it's
0: not. It's it's tough for me because my brother passed away in January. Uh My sister has a birthday and passed away in January. Oh. My mother has a birthday in January. My dad passed away in January. Oh my. God. So January is always tough, very, very tough. I don't let it tank me, but I make those dates heavy automatically. Yeah. You know, I think oh, this, this is a heavy day. It's a bad day. And so I just do not function well. And I let the unhealthy side of me kind of take over. Yeah. This year I was very conscious about it and prepared for it because I'm, uh, I'm growing. Around my brother's date, like uh, which was the fourth, is when he passed away. I was much better than usual, and I was functioning, but I was not being a, a responsible human. And then I decided I need to communicate that I'm ne- meaning mindful of it so that I don't disengage. And I've actually planned around it. Today is actually my sister's birthday. So you're helping me with today wow. because we scheduled this right. on a day when she was in so that I could be more mindful. She would be 63 today. So if she were alive today, we would celebrate her birthday, and yeah. then we would discuss whether or not she could get Medicare and be on that. We've covered all of that. Actually, in the show notes of Birth and Joy, No Thanks to Roy, we detailed <laughs> in the show notes how all of that uh, retirement and everything works. Yeah, That's me. That's my January. But because I'm mindful of that, I've been mindful of you, your dad's birthday on the 6th of, the, yeah. of January, and your mom and dad's anniversary is coming up yeah. next week. Uh, no, February,
1: February 26th. So more we're going to try to do something on near that day. That's a Monday. My brothers and I have talked. We're going to try to get him out of the house. And my plan was to take a road trip to Winsville and eat a sugar fire barbecue. And Mike can meet us there. He lives in St. Louis and we'll uh, just road trip it. January is pretty heavy for you. Yeah. I know you're in shorts and a sh- short sleeve shirt, but right. how are you with cold weather? I'm
0: good with cold weather. I so enjoy you, the cold more than the okay. In general,
1: crappy cold weather yeah. when it's dark all the time doesn't. Depress you yeah, like it so does
0: you, me. That's what you're asking. Yeah, how yeah, are you like a seasonal short, affective... Correct, disorder. Th- yeah, yeah, sorry, I misunderstood at first. But, no, but no. I,
1: I started noticing probably a decade ago the short duration of daytime, the cold weather being jammed up inside was really starting to get to me. Right. I now have two different seasonal affective disorder lights that I try to keep on. A day like today when the sun's out, even though the windshield's like negative 20, I'm okay because I got sunshine. We get these long periods of time. For those of you that don't live in the Midwest or on the West Coast, we have had what do you think? Or for our two, U- two days of sunshine in the last two weeks? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's just like, oh my God, it's cloudy all day again
0: today. I've never really struggled with that too bad. I've, it's never been a big deal to me. I just kind of roll with whatever's going. If anything, what affects me is how fast time seems to be going more and more. It's
1: gonna get worse, and man, it is gonna get worse.
0: Hi, listener. This is Hartley, and I want to tell you about my new podcast. I'm debuting in two months. It's called Side of Fries, and it will be an ongoing discussion about French fries. French fries? Uh, really? No. Well, we might talk about French fries because we will be discussing food on Side of Fries. F-R-I-E-S. We will talk food trucks, restaurants. We will interview restaurateurs, chefs, cooks, foodies, the experience of eating in the establishment. Oh, my. That took on some alliteration and it's getting so thick it's spilling over into the S and multiplying it as well to include snacks and sweets, but S really represents smorgasbord not in terms of an appetizer buffet per se, but also the entire spread of food critique and recommendations my co-host Judd LaFrance and I will lay out on the table for you. Judd and I will discuss food in Columbia, Missouri and the surrounding region as well as Southern Iowa. We can't ignore our cashew chicken fans of Springfield. We're going to talk about KC Food, St. Louis and beyond. And the best part is you will get a say in the content we provide. This podcast it's called Side of Fries, and you can look for our preview episodes in April 2024 on your favorite streaming platform. Here's one thought I had, and then we can get into our actual segments. All right. You know, faith, finances, and F-bombs, but uh, I did have... This one thought. So one of the things I think about because I'm really wanting to focus on being the best person I can possibly be in every way. And so one of the things I think about, and every year I do think about this this time of year, being human as most of us are, I think negatively. <laughs> I'm a very optimistic person, but when it comes to self-awareness, and because I grew up in such a shame-based, guilt-ridden upbringing. Yep. And it was reinforced by many different sources. That was always my default to be negative. And so some that's one part where I don't shake. Instead of me thinking about what did I accomplish, what I, I do tend to think about what did I not accomplish. And so something that comes around to me is how I shrink parts of my career. The biggest area where this happens is in my writing. I have always continually for 25 years made my career in terms of my writing small. I guess we'll say positively, at the risk of sounding arrogant, because I'm multi-talented and I can do many different things. More importantly, in my space as a seven, I've worked multiple jobs. I've always pushed that one down, and I tend to make that small. And as I think about this, when I feel like being small in my career, I remember the quote by Carl Jung that says, The greatest tragedy for every child is the unlived life of their parent. Mm. I'm putting this out here. For you and for the listener to say, I'm going to have that. I don't think that would be a mantra. I'm going to just keep that quote in the forefront of my mind and maybe put it in front of me so I can see it regularly so that I don't shrink that part of my career this year.
1: Okay. So this is interesting timing. Is it okay if I read what I put on the board yesterday for class? Yeah. Yeah. So for the listener, I don't know how much we covered, but I have a class I teach. This is a spring semester. Yesterday was the first day of the new class. It's called Investments. And I made a habit last year of putting a quote on the board for the students to look at when they came in. Here's my quote from yesterday. We worry about making our parents proud when we should be focused on making our children proud. The responsibility of each generation is not to please our predecessors, It's to improve conditions for our successors. And this is out of Adam Grant's new book, Hidden Potential. You just said something that made me think that statement by Young and this statement are somewhat aligned. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many family units I've observed that their life revolves around their kids' competitive sports when the kids are 11 to 15 years old. And I I always thought, oh, my God, that would suck to have – 50 weeks a year already planned out for you because you're traveling to these different tournaments throughout the United States for youth, fill in the blank, basketball, soccer, baseball, whatever it is. Right Now, I know there's a lot of parents that that's a high priority for them. I just never understood it. I always thought, this is where I'm going to tie this in. I always thought this must be the parent's dream that they didn't get to do when they were a kid, and now they're jamming it down their kid's throat.
0: I can see that in some ways. I think that's very true for many people. I also think society shifted in a way that sports became more of a priority than they once were. Absolutely. And so
1: that- professionalization of children's sports is a terminology i read in several of my behavioral books. And I'm not saying that every parent's doing that. No, you're not. I'm just saying that some of the stuff that I witnessed, this is clearly something that the parent is driving and not the kid. Right.
0: We could follow that.
1: It's a fascinating thing to look at from a societal perspective. Right. Can I segue to the CNN article I sent you about football? Yeah. All right. So I don't remember how long ago it was. It must have been as the college football championships were finishing up. Yeah.
0: It Hi, a- guys. It's Hartley, and I hate to interrupt, okay. but I'm cutting into this episode as you hear our conversation fade out to let you know that you can hear the entirety of this conversation in our bonus episode entitled The End of Football with a question mark. And now let me fade out and allow the program to fade in. When I and thought my economy was going to turn around when I expected it to turn around and it didn't. When I was like eight years old, I think I was eight, my parents may, had me start throwing papers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I was 14, the papers that I threw, we had to collect for the paper. The paper carrier would
1: Collected come to your the-
0: house and collect yeah, the yeah, money yeah. for the paper every month. So on one Saturday afternoon, I'm going door to door to all my customers. So I'm out collecting one day and I'm on this street. And as I'm ringing the bell, waiting for someone to answer, I look up the street at another customer. I was excited that I saw the customer pull up and get out of the car and they're a little behind. So I was like watching her because I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna skip the house and go right there next. Well, as I watch her get out of the car, she gets out of the car. She had gone to the grocery store. As she gets out, she had a wallet that she was carrying with a couple other things. The wallet fell open and I see all of this cash fall onto the ground. (laughs) And I also observe that she has no idea. She goes around to the trunk of the car. She gets her groceries out. She's making her way into the house when the person that I'm waiting on comes to the door. So I do the business with the customer. I'm going to go see Mrs. Eckerly because I know she's home. And I look at the street. That money is still on the street. So naturally I go over and collect all the money. Well, Much to my amazement, it's a lot of money, man. It's like several hundred dollars. And she had clearly, they were very crisp and clean. So I kind of felt like she had gone to the ATM.
1: They had ATMs then?
0: We had one bank in town that had one. Okay. It was clear to me she had just come from the bank because she had crisp 10s, 20s, 50s, and $100 bills. There were several hundred dollars there. She had no idea it had dropped. Oh, my. Being the... Person that I am, I had a moral conscience at the time. Uh, that's to imply that I don't now. <laughs> I was just say, yeah, it's changed. So, um, so I went train. to the door. <laughs> I went to the door. She answers it. So the first thing I tell you is that, hey, I was at another house and I saw you drop all this. And she's like, oh my god. She was like so unbelievably in shock that she had dropped it and not even known it. Yeah, and she was incredibly grateful that I had given it back. And then I asked, said, can I collect for the paper? She didn't dare say, well, no, I don't have any money. <laughs> right. So we collected for the paper, but she didn't give me a cent of that. And I walked away from that thinking about coming down the steps of her house, just kind of say, internally saying a couple of uh, swear words after that, because I'm like, you think she could have at least given me 20 bucks or something? Or a dollar at for least. Collecting, for collecting, for, for letting her know that she had right. lost the money, for reward money. So that was it, and interestingly enough, the house next door was a place where I had my economy turn around in a very negative way. That's a story for another right. episode. You want to do f bombs? Yeah, f bombs. I've yeah. got, I've got two. So go, I could do go first because I only have one. I could, listener, I don't know where you are, but we have a, what's called dig right here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. It has to do with calling you, calling a service, so that they can mark property before any digging is done.
1: Correct. To take that further, so you don't cut. A gas line, uh, a water pipe, something. Right.
0: That would, so you don't cut a utility line. Right. And this has been in place in Missouri for a long time. And our local Missouri ads have this little jingle mm-hmm. call, it's the law. Right. Well, forever I was saying, it is not a law. You don't do that. <laughs> but Kelly and I were on a trip somewhere. We were driving and we were in another state. And I saw a, a billboard that said, you know, it's the law to call before you dig. It was this whole different marketing. It wasn't our system. It was mm-hmm. another state. So I said, that, that can't be a law. So I looked it up. It literally, it, it is a law. I don't know how you enforce that law that you call before you dig. But I can tell you that if I'm digging my own property around that, I never call unless I'm going to trench. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I'm just digging, like Madison, she was like six years old. She knew these commercials. And sure? She said, did you, she'd see me digging. She said, you call? I said, yeah, I called. They said to dig just yesterday I noticed that they that the dig right people had come around and marked our property. Well, we've got snow covered ground. Yeah. So my first thought was <laughs> this is all going to melt tomorrow. How you, how's the, how's the paint going to stay? So this is not an F bomb for me. It's not a smoke bomb. This is like a cherry bomb for me. And it's not that they call and mark and dig. I've lived in the home that I'm in for 22, 23 years. Property has been marked many, 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 many times for many, many different things. Mm-hmm. But in the last year, when they come to mark the property, they spray paint the pavement. Oh, really? They will spray paint the driveway. Like right now... They had marked all the gas lines in our entire cul-de-sac. I live on a cul-de-sac. So they marked all of the gas lines, everyone. I have no idea why or what's oh. going on, but I noticed again that they had marked the pavement.
1: I've seen it on sidewalks before, but not someone's yeah. driveway.
0: They have marked my sidewalk and they have marked my driveway. A shout out to one of our listeners named Jason. He's a friend of mine. And he and I were at another friend's house. Where we observed this at a at our friend's house and we both talked about it. So I know it bothers him too. Mm-hmm. So I got a yellow line on one side of my driveway yellow line on the other. And then right in the middle on the pavement is another line. And I'm like, what imbecile who is making sure he doesn't hit gas lines is not going to know that if the line is on each side of the driveway that it goes directly to that. And it just, I find that very. Yeah, that should be a pretty good I inference. find that unnecessary. I find it unnecessary. And really the sidewalk. So like you mentioned, you've seen it on sidewalks mm-hmm. before. I get that because technically the sidewalks are not ours. But the driveway, I guess, I guess, same argument. I guess the easement right there
1: is yeah, isn't between the two sidewalks.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's why they mark it. Maybe they say it's not yours. Maybe. But that sidewalk they marked on the side of my house for my fiber in it to go in, that's mine. Yep. It's a cherry bomb for me. All right. Not that they mark, just that they're marking pavement. Because it's not going to go away. It goes away yeah. on the grass. Yeah. It goes away on other things.
1: But it can permanently mark your pavement. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, it's a new thing, and it bothers
1: me. Okay. Maybe we can get that change. We've been pretty successful yeah, we'll over see. the years. I'm sure we've talked about this. I can't remember if it made the cut or not. But in March, we get roll carts. Yes, we have not talked about it. I chose the smallest one possible.
0: 35 gallons, if I remember right. Yeah, it's a, so they're it's getting a delivered. I totally forgot about this.
1: Yeah, it's coming up, man. I'm so excited. So a couple things about that. Courtney and I were talking about this just yesterday. And I said, here's my plan. I'm just going to... Get more kitchen trash bags, and I'm just going to take them out and, and drop them, them in the bin. Put them in the bin. I'm yeah. not going to buy the big black bags Right, you anymore. don't need to. No need to. That's what I'm thinking. There's absolutely no need to. So, when I run out of those, I'm done. Associated with our trash pickup, sore spot for me about recycling.
0: That is my other... F-bomb I was going to present today, so keep on going.
1: Keep on going.
0: Are you crazy? Oh, wait a minute. I said that. Well, we're not going to keep on going in this episode. This is the end of part one, listener, and I hope you enjoyed it. Although, we've been talking about nothing. Is this an episode about nothing? You waited two months for this? Hey, there's good news. You don't have to wait two months anymore. If you are a subscriber and you listen to these as soon as you can, as soon as they get published, you'll be happy to know that part two will be published tomorrow. And part two should be a little more enjoyable because it... Picks up right where we left off, the beginning of our F-bomb segment, and then we'll talk about faith and finances, and it'll seem a little bit more like a normal episode, and we appreciate your patience as you just basically sat and listened to us catch up. Hey, wait a minute. Did I say the episode will be published tomorrow? That's right. You'll hear a little bit more about that in the tag, and here's the tag. Well, you know what the music means. It indicates the end of an episode, and this was a special episode because it's one in a series that's being dropped and published, uh, a few multiple ones this entire week so if you are a subscriber to this podcast you received a notification when this was published and i'm guessing you got to around to listening just as soon as you possibly could so we thank you for that and we want you to know that because of our long hiatus we are dropping another episode tomorrow so you want to look for that notification to hit and if you don't receive notifications there's a chance that is probably true because you don't subscribe So if you listen to this show and you like this show, then subscribe to us. Give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to the next. Thank you very much and enjoy your day.